check it out. This episode is actually a Q&A from a guy that I knew about 10 years ago in college, and he is kind of an, uh, aspiring to, you know, get into the social media world and wanted some some Q&A about how I grew some of the some of the community that I have and just kind of general tips and tricks around social media. I hate the word tips and tricks, by the way. So I gotta I gotta think of something else. But I probably it's probably too late to edit that out. Anyway, so this is a basically a general conversation of the concepts that I use in my daily life to yeah, like grow a community. One interesting thing that he talked about as I was talking about some of this was he said that it sounds as though you treat this as a business and I never I mean I guess I did think about it that way but I never uh, heard it from someone else in that tone so that was really interesting to hear and I do treat this as a business I take it very very seriously and I guess the question that I would have for you since you're listening to this you're probably also interested in maybe growing a social media audience or doing something like that question I have to you is how long have you tried to do what you've been doing and if you haven't seen any progress right because a lot of people will do this they don't seem see progress right away and to me I always thought about it as it's, it's a very long-term game very very long-term game but I do see a lot of people that want to have an audience want to have a community want to be successful on social media and they give up after a couple weeks or how many three podcasts or three YouTube video channels are there out there in the world right now. So I guess what I'm asking is if you want this to be a giant part of your life or your life, why are you giving up after three episodes and why are you not treating this as a business and taking it as seriously as you can. So with that, let's get into the episode with Mr. Sam Bradway. Like you mentioned, I've got like, I don't know, probably 10, 15, 20 reels, something like that. Now I'm using mm-hmm. reels mostly because if you hear that they're, they get a lot of traction. That's and right. The majority of them, 20, 40 views, something like that. I think I got like three or four with like 3000. And then I've got a few that are in the like 500 to 1000 mm-hmm. range but like most of them are nothing and i was just i have no idea yeah. is it is it luck is it right. timing is it like right. what is it that's happening so right so i yeah i was when i was looking at it i noticed a couple patterns one was some of your uh more uh your your higher viewed videos actually had where it was you lifting but it was the background audio was some inspirational talk, Jocko mm-hmm. Willink or some other buddy, some other person that was talking and you were doing the lifting in the background as, as the mm-hmm. video, right? I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty interesting. That was really cool. I also liked how you are like, you have this thing that's a road to something. Right. So people, when people are going to follow, they want to know if you're going to hit that goal. And so really playing that up, I think is perfect. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you're not even playing it up. I mean, it's just like, it's like real life. 
but keeping up with people want to see the end of that story. Like is Sam Bradway going to get this three ninety or whatever the hell the number, I don't know. This guy could eat me. So I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. That's but, not true though. That's not, don't start spreading that. You're a what purple belt. No. Yeah. Purple. But you know what? I just got whoop my ass whooped two days ago. I got tapped out six times in a four minute round by another purple belt, but this dude should be a brown belt. Let's be, let's be honest. I actually saw him tap out a, a black belt three times after me. So I was like, okay, maybe I don't suck, but <laughs> this dude is crazy. But anyway, <laughs> so that is that dude. That's one thing I noticed. I also noticed this was really cool. One of your last re- reels, you had people's people looking at you when you were lifting and you were identifying them. Number person number one, and then you were just kind of saying something. And then person number two, I loved it. That mm-hmm. I think that's that's like an interesting, interesting angle, interesting spin on that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, but really, when you when you post it, you kind of be, you know, do you want to in, inspire, entertain, or educate? That's kind of like the three things that you want to make sure you're hitting: inspire, entertain, or educate. And I think with the first thing that I just said, you were inspiring. You had you lifting with them or with the audio in the background of some inspirational talk. And then with the last one I was just talking about, you were, you're entertaining because you are, you know, these people are watching you as, you know, and they don't think that they're even on camera. And so the viewers thinking, oh, this is kind of interesting. I want to see how this turns out, or I want to see this next guy's reaction, right? So when you, when you do these, uh, reels, which you are 100% correct reels all the way, I wouldn't even post another picture on Instagram for as long as this, as long as this algorithm is the way it is, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even post another photo because there's no, you're, you're right. There's no traction on it, but there is with the reels. When you are posting these short form videos, they're not YouTube videos, right? YouTube videos have a long story structure to them, but when you have these short videos, 10 to 30 seconds, you have to get your point across very fast. So you got to be thinking about, okay, if I'm the viewer, when am I going to disengage with this content? And so one of the first things you want to do is whatever piece of content that you have, you want to have some sort of hook. So if you think about when I was doing the climbing one, right? Mm -hmm. My hook was how I almost fell off a mountain. Somebody scrolls that somebody scrolls like that. They Mm -hmm. see that they're like, I need to watch the rest of this video. You know, how the hell did he almost do that? So like the hook is, is one of the, and you have to hook them within three seconds because our, you know, I mean, you screw, I don't really. So one thing that I'll do too is, so I actually, my reels are from TikTok. And right now, TikTok is your best place to grow. Reels, you can still do it on Reels. When I hit 15K, I've been at, dude, I've been at the same follower count for months and months. But there was a time in the summer where Instagram was really pushing Reels. And I was picking up people left and right, dude. And now it's slowed a lot. But TikTok is still, you still have really good, is what's called organic reach. So you don't have to put, paid ads ad spend behind it right like 
You could literally create an account today. I, I saw this today, actually. I was surfing TikTok, looking for video ideas. I literally saw an account get created. They had 1.2 million views on their first video. Their first video. Just so, catches, just goes viral or? Yeah, it was, well, it was actually pretty funny because it was actually a video of Tom Brady and it was him talking about some sort of game where they, he's like, yeah, man, we got fucking hammered. It was kind of a meme where it was, it was saying you're, when you talk with your college buddies on Saturday morning about the night at the frat party, Friday night or something, you know, yeah. so it was actually, it was, it was pretty funny, but yeah, I mean, dude, it was, it was their only post. So, so the fact that you're already making reels, you can, you can actually, what you can do, dude, promise me that after this call, you will go and you will first of all, create a TikTok. <laughs> You have I'll think to. about it. That's for sure. <laughs> I, you got to remember, this is a, this is my first venture into online stuff of basically any sort. Like I don't have a Facebook right now. Don't have yeah, like, Facebook's lame. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have a LinkedIn, barely ever use it and only ever for work purposes, you know, things like that, but we'll see, <laughs> but oh, well, go ahead. Tell, tell me why. I want you to think about this. When you are looking for a house or like a piece of land, right? You want to get in there before the market gets hot so that you then it's a land grab, right? Mm -hmm. So you get in for cheap and then you sit on it and then you grow it. And then, you know, you have equity in that house, right? It's the mm -hmm. same thing with TikTok right now. <clears throat> the reason I was able to have such a big following is because I got in at the right time. Mm -hmm. If you have, you ever looked on you said you don't use YouTube, but if you ever well, looked on, I watch YouTube stuff, you know but YouTube. I don't yeah. like have it. Yeah. So there's some people on there. I've been like, how the hell do you have a hundred K subscribers or 40 K subscribers? I don't get it. Hmm. And it's because they were in YouTube back in 2016, 2017. That's when they were posting. They got big. They got big. Everybody, there was so, there was so little uh, supply for the demand of the videos, right? And it's the same mm -hmm. thing on TikTok right now. And it was the same thing with Instagram six months ago, but it's kind of going down a little bit. Mm -hmm. At least that's at least that's what I've noticed. So the fact that you're already creating reels, you all you do is you take it to a watermark eraser, like a you know how we used to download MP3s from YouTube to put them on our iTunes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's like you put it in a little weird converter like that and it just spits out your video without the Instagram watermark. Because if you mm. download your Instagram videos, it'll have a little Instagram watermark. You don't want that. But it'll download it, just the regular video. And then you just put that into TikTok and it's just literally the same thing. You don't have to do anything. I mean, it's literally the same thing. So you are you don't have to create any extra media. It's already there. Yeah. That was definitely, that's one thing because... I have been like watching people a bit and seeing what people do. And I've noticed that a lot of people who do really well at this, they, they recycle content, yes. like, but not even just like, like how you said it is literal. Like, here's the video, same exact video over here, but right. like, you'll see it where they'll post something like, it'll just be like a, a Twitter thing where it's just the words of it. And then that basically will be the, like they'll put that underneath an Instagram post and then the Instagram yeah, post yeah. goes over, you know? So it's like they're yeah. hitting like mm -hmm. a bunch of different things all with uh, kind of maximizing the reach with the exactly. amount of work. 
Yeah, um, exactly. Because you're recycling your your micro content, like you're making micro content out of your pillar content. So you have your pillar content, and then you can break it all down into different little forms. Right. But yeah. Wait, hit on hit, hit on you said pillar content. Hit on that for me for a second. So so your pillar content. So ideally, what you, what you would have is it's a little bit tough with reels and TikToks because it's it's short form. But it's kind of what you're saying with the somebody tweets something and then they also put that underneath their Instagram caption or whatever, you know, but really what comes to mind me is like a pillar content would be your main piece of content. So a long form YouTube video, that's, you know, 10, 15 minutes long, but Mm -hmm. you take little clips out of there. So for instance, if I was doing a pot, you know, I was doing a, I uploaded this to YouTube Mm -hmm. and I found a really good 10 second clip out of here where we're talking about something. I would then put that that would be my micro content out of my pillar content and then i would put that on a reel or something like that gotcha kind of like writing a like writing a book and then taking a chapter out of it and making it into an essay and then putting like a a paragraph of it off on twitter or something like that same idea yes okay i get you that makes sense um you had also you talked about something and i'm curious about this because this is something that i it's like there's a balance that I want to strike. And like I said, I'm super new. So I, I'm learning along the way. So how much of what you put out is it you're looking at the algorithm, you're looking at what's popular, you're looking at that, and then you're like designing content that's kind of specific to you about that versus how much do you just say, this is what I want to fucking say. So here yeah, go. that's a good, that's a good question. That is a good question. Yeah. So what does my audience want versus what do I want to do? Yeah. Right. Well, I think if you decide what you want to do, which, I mean, we kind of talked about it, like your interest is in fitness is that's just the easiest thing I want to go with right now. Cause sure. I, you know, you might not do that for the rest or whatever, but you know, as long as you start putting out things that you want to do, you're going to attract the people that want to see that, see those posts. Right. Mm-hmm. But whenever you post, you want to have your kind of ideal audience in mind or your ideal like avatar in mind, they call it. And one of the easier ways to do that is you uh, have a business account on your or a creator account, I think, on Instagram. You So you can toggle your thing instead of having a personal account, you can have a creator account or it's a business account, one or the other. Mm-hmm. I think it's creator account. What that does is that you'll see your analytics there. So if I pulled mine up right now, I know that 68% of the people that follow me are female and they're age 24 to 35. <laughs> so do I, I post, face, Chad. <laughs> right, right. So it's like, do I post, you know, real hardcore David Goggins type shit on there sometimes, but it doesn't, I know that it doesn't really resonate with my like core core audience mm. for the most okay. part. So I, I got to think about that, but So as you're building it though, you can kind of post whatever the hell you want to though. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because you're kind of siphoning out what you want to post, who's going to be following you. But once you start getting that core group, you can start checking those analytics and being like, okay, you know, this resonates a little, this might resonate a little bit more with this group. This might resonate a little bit less. So maybe I won't post that or, but it's always good to try stuff too, you know, but maybe Mm -hmm. just have like a core theme of what it is that you're doing. But it always comes back to, right? So your reels are great. Going forward, ask yourself, what, like, what is my audience getting out of this? 
right? So it comes back to that inspire, educate, or entertain. One of the things I was thinking with yours is because you're a personal trainer, dude, you could like combo. So the things that are working for you, which is one, you're entertaining with the people watching you, right? But then you also are inspiring with the other part of the audio, but you could have little pop-ups of tips or whatever it is that you're, you're doing there. I don't mm-hmm. know, like some sort of a squat tip or, or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. To, because the other thing is when you're doing it, you want to have pattern interrupts. So just having one angle, it gets boring, right? Sure. You mean so even, like it, camera angle or you mean? Yeah. 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 Like okay. camera angle. So, so if you, if, it, if that's the case, what can you put on the screen to interrupt that pattern of just that view of you lifting? So that could be like a pop-up of some text that they could read just like you did with the people, which was good. Mm-hmm. It was just great. Right. So p- what are the pattern interrupts? How can I keep my viewer engaged to watch this? Because the biggest metric that, excuse me, Instagram looks at is watch time. Are they watching your, your whole video? which brings me to another point, which is cut all the fat. Don't have shit in there that you don't need. Mm-hmm. You might think it's cool and it took you all day to film it. Don't put it in there. If it's, if it's not relevant to the video, do not put it in there. And, and I've had to learn this the hard way because, mm-hmm. you know, you take a lot of stuff. I, I really like making YouTube videos and I have to cut a ton of stuff out. I mean, that Mount hood video that I posted on YouTube ended up five and a half minutes and I had, so many videos from that, but none of them, I kept asking myself, does this make sense in the story or does this, does this drive the story? Hmm. I was like, no. So I had to throw it out. Yeah. So with short clips, especially you have to get your point across fast. Yeah. Um, do you know, I, I haven't actually like looked at the algorithm myself and it's basically just off of hearing what other people say about it. Um, you said listening to the whole thing or longer, uh is it just getting to the end of the video or is it literally like time so like if it's a 10 second video and they watch the whole video versus a 30 second video and they watch 20 seconds obviously 20 seconds is longer than 10 seconds but it's two-thirds of the video rather than the whole video do you have any idea on that is that yeah percentage percentage of the watch yeah percentage of the video yeah 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 yeah. so a 10 second video that they watch the whole thing is better than a 30 second video they watch 20 seconds of I, I would say, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Because that would be two thirds of the video versus a hundred percent, but you also got to figure out what are, um, and this just comes with time, but like, what is the best length of video for my audience? Because your audience is probably going to prefer one type of video, you know, 30 second video is kind of a long video on a reel, you know, you know, right. Like on a reel, it's kind of long on YouTube. It's not long. So what's the language of the platform that you're using? So reels is, you got, it's gotta be for sure 30 seconds or less usually. And ideally, like you're saying like 10, probably 10 almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any, I've, uh, I've tried to cut some stuff out in a few of them when I looked at it and it just looks super choppy. And mm-hmm. so I've like left some clips in longer because the choppiness just looked weird to me. Um, yeah. you got anything for that? Are you, is it the same? What are you cutting? Um, I don't know. I would just like, again, just, I'm so brand new to this. I'm just playing with it, but pretty much 
what I've been doing, uh, because also because I'm new to this and because I'm more just trying to get in the habit of actually posting because I had never posted. I had Instagram right. for like over a year and literally never posted a single thing myself. So I was just trying to just like get in the habit of actually putting something on there. Um, so what I've been doing is just like go to the gym. I have a program I'm doing right now. I'm doing a, there's a first quarter strength challenge that I'm doing. So basically at the end of next month, I'm going to be trying to max out on, uh, bench deadlift and squat and then uh, uh unbroken pull-ups is the other one Sweet. uh and it's a it's like a percentage based thing uh to see percentage against body weight um to see like overall strength and so i'm just lift i'm filming for the ma majority of it i'm just filming my like main lifts or like my my working sets um there have been a few times where i've like filmed the warm-up sets as well I did one where it was like I was squatting and it was like one plate did a squat, two plates did a squat, two plates and a That's cool. did a squat kind of a thing. Kind I like, of that. I like that. that. Um, so I was just playing around with it that way. But otherwise, it's just things like, um, like just there's a you, you see people do it. I don't know if people do people just walk into gyms and just have like a full on crew and just like set up shop and like take Dude, right? 30 seconds. They're like, oh, I'm done with that one. Go set up over here. So for me, it's literally like I set my phone up somewhere, right. I record, I just let it go. The videos are usually somewhere from like right. 45 seconds to two minutes, depending on how long it takes me to do the lift. And then I'll like right. just cut it down when I get right. to the post. Right. So, um, but like sometimes, you know, you want to see like, oh, can I show like the walk up and start of the setup? And then all of a sudden I right. spend 15 seconds messing right. with my footing and I don't want to put that in there. So then I would yeah. cut that out, but then it just looks super choppy. And so I just, I don't know. It was, right. uh, I don't know how people do. Cause like sometimes you watch those things and it looks like a goddamn movie production production. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if you have anything yeah. for that. I, I, so definitely one of the things I think that I always do this weekly is I kind of always am looking around on TikTok or mostly TikTok because again, that's kind of where I just cross pollinate. But I look at people in my niche and what are they doing or how are they filming their videos? Like what's their style? And you don't want to obviously copy it, but it will give you a better indication of how to, what the cadence is to their cuts, hmm. how long their videos are and what are they showing versus not showing, mm -hmm. right? Like, do you need, you know, every part of your, entire lift or can you get the point across in you know three different clips that you jump cut together you know mm -hmm. go from cut to cut to cut so researching creators in your subject field mm -hmm. super powerful and i know it's you know because i don't like being on so one thing you've probably noticed too is you know because not being a fan of like instagram and stuff anyways right is you don't really want to consume the media on there I, you know, I don't want to waste my time on there. Right. Mm -hmm. But think of this as an investment. So you're consuming people that are in your niche for research, right. To make mm -hmm. your content better. And so I make time for that every week to just go through and I'm just searching people looking at what they're doing. Can I bring, you know, I bring in a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then you form your own style and yeah, it takes a little bit of time, but it's a great way to do it, to mix in some other stuff there. Yeah. You, uh, 
you touched on something a few times now, I feel like a little bit. And I just, I had, I wrote some notes down here because I didn't know where we were going to go with this, but um, you're sponsored by two different things now. And right. Is that right? Yeah. Kind of yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what, we'll, we'll get to that. But I was basically going to say um, it, you, you look like you're taking it seriously as in, right like almost business-minded or right. like uh you know that long-term thinking rather than just like a, it's not something you're dabbling in it's something you're doing you know and so like at some point one of the things that I was interested in is trying to figure out like I mean people make money off this kind of stuff I don't think that I'm anywhere I mean like I'm a ways down the road but you're never going to get there unless you start um mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. in terms of either generating revenue or um like sponsorship opportunities or things like that. Um, I guess how did I just, how did that come about for you? Is that something you like actively yep. were looking for sponsorship for stuff or was that more of just, you were doing this thing and then people started reaching out to you and like, what level do you feel like you need to hit before you start yeah. getting to something like that? Or yeah. That, so go with that. He, here's the thing, man. I still had a thousand, maybe a thousand followers on Instagram. And I was starting to get hit up by these brands and stuff like that. And it's kind of a ladder system of how these brands work. I had no idea how this all worked at all. Right. But what brands will do is they find these micro influencers, people that have some sort of following. And typically your first foray into this whole thing will be getting free products for a post, right? So these, these companies would just hit me up. They, you have your, have your email in your Instagram so that they can click it and then send you it, or they'll DM you and be, Hey, can you, we'll send you this or whatever for a post and blah, blah, blah. Or will you do a post for us? And I was like, cool, dude. Yeah. Like you're interested in me. Sick. I'll do it. I'll do it all day, man. Socks and walkie talkies. Sure. But <laughs> Yeah. Some of the times they would send you real irrelevant stuff and which I was like, nah, you know, that does not going to work for me, but that's how it first starts. So it's free product. So a post for a free product. Right. And I was also hitting companies up to smaller ones. Hey, can I, you know, do this for free or can I post for free? If you give me this a trekking pole or something like that, but most of them will start hitting you up after a certain, certain threshold that you reach of followers. It seems like, like mm-hmm. if you can get to a thousand followers on Instagram and TikTok, you'll start getting these emails <laughs> and DMS of free product for mm-hmm. whatever, for a post, which you should, I, I would, I think you should take a few of them for sure, but you don't want them to, you know, water down your entire account either. So mm-hmm. once I started noticing that, well, that was the thing. I didn't realize like, what can I charge for a post? I have, what do you do? Look online. Like it's hard to, what's the market value of what I'm doing? I have no idea, dude. So yeah. I would always, once I got to that level, once I started growing more, I don't accept the free product anymore for a post, because if you think about it, it's, it's like, Oh, I have so many followers. And if only a couple people buy, they already twice. I mean, they're, they just advertise mm-hmm. off of me. Yeah. And now they're making money off of my posts for not paying me. Hmm. So now then you get into like the price stuff, but yeah. So usually it'll be brands in your niche, smaller ones. Again, they'll reach out to you and, 
and yeah, that's, that's usually how you do it. And the one thing with TikTok, TikTok has a creator fund where they pay you per however many views you get on a, on a tick, on your TikToks throughout every day. Super like minimal. I mean, I've probably made 300 bucks on it in a year and a half or something, but mm -hmm. Instagram is now doing Instagram bonuses, but I haven't been eligible to get that. So a couple ways that you can yeah. go. Is that, did you get into this because you were trying to fund? Because obviously, I mean, anybody that is watching this knows that you're into like kind of extreme hiking and like mountain climbing and probably like ultra races or like long distance running and those kinds of things. Right. Was this like, did you get into this because you were wanting to find a way to do that more? Or what was your like? Yeah, pretty. So it was during the pandemic and my brother told me to listen to this podcast. Well, yeah, this podcast by Gary V and Gary Vaynerchuk is great for social media stuff. You should listen to him. And you know what he's going to tell you, Sam fucking Bradway, you need to get a TikTok. Yeah, that's what he's going to tell you, because that's what he told me in 2020. So when I was talking about this land grab, right? 2020 TikTok was real hot. Organic reach was through the roof because there was nobody creating on that thing. So I started creating nothing, nothing hit, nothing hit, nothing hit, nothing hit, nothing hit. I came back from the John Muir trail, randomly uploaded a video about eating uh nor rice sides out of the bag when you're through hiking blew up and that's what started it. And so that worked, it was a hiking tip. So I just kept doing more hiking tips, hiking tips, hiking tips, hiking tips blah, blah, blah. Anyway, eventually the algorithm changed. So I had to kind of switch up my stuff, but that doesn't even answer your question. So yeah. So ever since then, once I started growing, I saw that this was a possibility to get out of the nine to five. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, that is my, that's still my goal. I, I, I need to get out of just going to work every single day and just being in that consistent pattern of in and out. It's, it kills me, dude. So yeah, yeah it's just kind of the freedom that I want. And I also feel like if you do cool shit in the mountains, you know, a lot of people do cool shit in the mountains, but how good are you at, you just, you don't have to be the best one. You just have to be the best at producing it or connecting with people or, or your audience. Mm -hmm. Right. So same with you. It's like, well, maybe you're not the best personal trainer in the entire world, but if you're able to market it and connect with people and market yourself, like, you can have success in the industry, you know? Yeah, so. no, that's definitely true. So two things. First off, that's also one of the main things that got me interested in doing this is because uh, the being beholden to a schedule that somebody creates for you rather than you create for yourself is definitely a big thing for me uh, right now. Uh, we were talking before we uh, started recording about the fact that I, I got a couple kids at home and stuff now that it, I'm right. involved with uh, all that stuff and that is just rough to have to be like oh you have this thing going on nope sorry can't because it's in my work hours oh you got exactly. this thing going on nope sorry gotta go do this um and the second thing is when are you gonna start getting all your nfts going <laughs> about Whoa, that was out of thing, left right? field there, dude. Holy but, crap. Hey, I told you I've been paying attention to it. I just haven't started yeah. anything yet. That was dude, 
was I wasn't doing any of it. I was like, right. I was like, Oh, what is this thing? What are you doing? How are you making this happen? But right. I mean, if, if, if anybody listens to anything I say today, I feel like the one thing I hope they take out of it is if you're not actually doing anything about it, then you're wasting your fucking time. <laughs> you're wasting your time. So, yeah. 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 Um, NFTs, man. I, uh, I have a buddy that actually has made some, he's, he's good in uh, Adobe premiere or Photoshop. And he actually, it's really cool. He has this, series called warped reality so if you picture a mountain right just a mountain mm. but what he'll do is is you know it's just a regular picture but he'll somehow he'll bend the sides of it and it just it's all funky looking but it's around the mountain it's super weird yeah. it's actually really cool and so he posted them on open sea or whatever it is and i've kind of looked into it man and i just i don't know I'm not into art like that, first of all. Oh, okay. And, to be honest but, with you, I know what they're called. I don't know jack about what they are. Yeah. So I got nothing. Well, I know. And it's Gary V talks about those too. And it's man, it's hard to comprehend them. And I and I still can't really. And I don't know, man. You know, it's it's like you were saying though, video games stuff. It's it's similar to you can have skins on Fortnite or something. He always talks about. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically, it's basically, it's goods in a digital world. So you would have this NFT on your wall in your digital house. I don't know, man. That's okay. Yeah. But are we too (laughs) old? Is it because we're too old? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Because we are now, you know, in our 30s, 30. Close. And you're 29 still? 29. I'm the baby of the group. Son of a... ah, Dang it, man. All right. I only got a few more months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, you t- I, like I said earlier, I had put some notes together cause I wasn't sure where this was going to go and you keep like going right into what I was going to ask you anyways. So nice. you, you mentioned having a buddy who does edits and that kind of stuff. And I was wondering, so you like doing YouTube videos. Are you a hundred percent of the production? Are you filming, editing, doing yeah. all of it? Is that all you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. How do you, you just started doing it cause it just, you liked it or what how do you learn how to do that kind of stuff yeah along the way it was the same thing of you know you're kind of doing cool shit so why don't you film it (laughs) kind of thing yeah i mean that's how i felt i i I remember yeah i mean just why why don't you film it because it's Hmm. it's cool and why wouldn't people want to see i mean i think it's cool so and i just i actually got into it i actually dude i filmed my entire john muir trail series on my phone Mm-hmm. and i edited it on my phone kinemaster is this uh app very intuitive app great app and it still kind of use it it's called kinemaster k-i-n-e-m-a-s-t-e-r super intuitive app it actually has a free version to it you just has the watermark if you want to download it but it's super cheap mm-hmm. for a yearly thing so i edited it off of that then i got an ipad so i had a bigger screen kept kinemaster then I upgraded to this laptop, the MacBook, and I finally got Final Cut Pro so I could do a little bit more stuff, you know? Yeah. And so it's been great. That was kind of a learning curve, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I enjoy the, I enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just, it's very intuitive. If you have, if you get KineMaster, you, you'll be like, oh, like I'll just watch a couple tutorials. And mm-hmm. actually I don't even watch tutorials. It was just, I kind of just picked just it up. with it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's something that you're just going to keep doing that the whole time that you're in this or because one of the things which was when I was in the period of like 
how do these people do this? Even though I wasn't actually doing anything to get started. I was like, well, yeah, some of these people you watch, it's like, well, they have people help them. Like they have somebody right, film for do. them. So they don't yeah. have to think about that. They have somebody edit for them. So they don't have to think about that. Right. Um, until I realized, well, they probably had to do it all themselves until they built At up first. to a certain <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. That's but exactly it. That was for like I was just I've always been very math and science. I was never very artistically gifted or like inclined, I right. guess. Same. Um, and so like really? You haven't been? I, I actually suck at math too. So, <laughs> so maybe I'm maybe I'm just all around stupid. I don't know. <laughs> But oh, I will God. say, I will say this, dude, when you, when you think about when I, at least when I was in, in school, being creative was being good at drawing and yeah. that type of stuff. I wasn't into yeah. that, but when it comes to this, I'm like, oh, like maybe I am kind of creative. And so I think school kind of stifles you in a, in a, in a, in a bit weird way of, mm. you know, I mean, I was always told I wasn't creative because I couldn't draw worth a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I couldn't draw either, still can't draw. Right. But right. yeah, I think, do you think it's that? Or do you think it's more because they're telling you what to be creative about, which is kind of oh, yeah, counterintuitive? Because right. like, if somebody's like, here, draw a <laughs> sunshine and rainbow and you want right. to draw a volcano, well, then your sunshine right. and rainbow is going to suck. Right, but right. I don't know. I've been, uh, I've been um, trying to get a little better with that kind of stuff i've been writing a lot lately nice so just like 20 minutes a day every day i just like uh stream of consciousness just like pick a topic and start writing because kind of the same thing i've always thought of myself as not the creative type and uh right. never been good at art wasn't right. like into film wasn't into you know writing books or giving speeches or anything like that but then i was kind of like well i, I got some ideas and it actually helps a lot to write them out to kind of like flesh right. out what your ideas actually are and stuff. So I've been right. playing with that as well. Um, Might be a good thing to put in your reels, dude. I mean, I forget the phrase. It's something like when you, uh, when you know the way broadly you see it in all things, I think is the quote or something like that. Jocko says that I think. Yeah. I'm pretty too. sure it's like Tao Te Ching kind of stuff. Like I think that's mm -hmm. like old school wisdom somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. But it was things like getting jujitsu, get choked out like all right right hey, coach i'm getting here getting strangled what do i gotta do and he just kind of smiles at you i'm like what he's like don't get there <laughs> it's like yeah okay but like once i'm there how do i get out? he's like you don't get out of it once you're there you gotta right. look back 15 minutes <laughs> and see what mm -hmm. happened back there mm -hmm. um that kind of stuff really translated over for me a lot for you know stuff you know the other that quote how you said that you see the way once you see it one way you see the way or however you said it that's how i jujitsu is was a huge catalyst for me for everything honestly because i realized how bad i was at jujitsu when i first started it right because i didn't know what the heck i was doing mm -hmm. you know i was just terrible for six months i mean yeah a year you're just getting killed and you have to have that like mentality of okay this is a workout i'm getting better at least my at least i'm doing more than my friends are you know stuff like that yeah. but now whenever i start something new like social media hmm. i think of myself as a white belt yeah okay but i've seen myself progress linearly in jujitsu mm -hmm. so this should be just like it once you put the reps in and stuff so yeah. i it is weird jujitsu has been a huge uh huge rocket for me <laughs> i love that one great one bro i gotta get going though i gotta no, pack that's cool. for the weekend
but we can definitely do a part two if you want to if you got more questions or something yeah we can man we could talk whenever i like i said and also i just kind of maybe this is just a nice way to compliment you at the end of this but um i've been so bored to tears with people that don't do anything and so that's one of the things that was really cool to see you like man just like one day you're like running through the woods and next thing and all of a sudden it's like you're freaking 13,000 right. feet in the air on the side of an ice <laughs> cliff and shit like that like man that was right. awesome right so yeah I'll i appreciate that dude definitely talk to you whenever <laughs> you want about that kind of stuff that's awesome man. all right so i know that that was a little bit of a different podcast than what we're used to in some of the kind of outdoor things here i did cut off some of it because we did start talking a little bit we went kind of in the depth about uh, jujitsu and things like that, and I don't think I have a, a large jujitsu uh, community here, so I, I, I spared you some of that. Although I, I enjoyed it, it was it was a good conversation. But I hope you enjoyed that. If you have any questions, any further questions about social media or anything like that, feel free to ask me. But honestly, the best resource is looking at Gary V videos. That was probably the biggest thing that catapulted some of the things that I started doing in social media. And then from there, I just kind of, it just kind of compounded and, and then you find other resources, but that's where I would start first. Also hit me up with some Q and a on Instagram DMS or wherever it is that you consume your social. So we'll see you for the next one.